<laughs> well, if it isn't Walkers and Talkers episode... 23. 23, yeah, 23. Hi, I'm David Brody from Elvis Joy in the Morning Show, and that's Jamie from Light FM. Hi, Jamie. Hi. It is Monday. We're getting a, an easy start, quick start on the week. We, sometimes we do this on Tuesday, yeah. and it, we edit it on Wednesday. <laughs> it's like up we, Thursday. Yeah. So I have jury duty later in the week. Oh. At least I might have jury duty later in the week, so I figured we should do this today. Yeah. Now, I may call in and they may say, we don't need you. <laughs> you you got a podcast to record. We don't yeah. want to bother you. <laughs> We're big Walking Dead fans here at the uh, courthouse. <laughs> so, who knows? We'll see. Um, I liked last night's episode. It was, um, the, you know, the title threw me. It was uh, Pablo and Jessica. Yeah. We figured out who Pablo and Jessica are. Yes. But very, but set, Interesting but, yeah. title. Yeah. Yeah, so before we get to that, I wanted to talk about the Walking Dead pictures that were released. Yeah. Oh, yes. We just looked at them. We just looked at them. So I guess Friday or Saturday, maybe Friday, they released 26 pictures of sets and things from season seven of The Walking Dead. No characters, um, no spoilers, just photographs. There was a picture of a spear, some some bread being made, a creepy looking cell, a door with a string on it. Looks like it's a trap. Yeah. And you thought that was what? I said Enid's still trapped in the closet. She's in the closet. She's still in there. Poor thing. Carl locked her in. Carl locked her in, yeah. (laughs) There's a a picture of a lake. But there's one picture that a few people asked us about. Our our buddy Lonnie asked us about it. Yeah. It's a head on a wooden stake. It's it's a it's a silhouette of a head with dirty blonde hair maybe and like a um, decaying woman's head yeah. with like a stick in you it. You don't see a face, you don't know who no. it is. No. I don't know who it is. Um but but here's what I do know about the picture. Okay. It it could be something from the comics. Okay. Or it could be nothing from the comics. And I, I say that because and this isn't giving anything away. It could be part of the Things they put in front of the sanctuary where the survivors live. Yeah. I know that they use walkers to protect the building and they have like as an alarm system and they may have put heads on like zombie heads on stakes so that they make noise and the zombies would yell and whatever. That being said, if you read the comics, there's a there's a group that takes place, could be end of this year, could be next season, end of next season. It's like 40 episodes of the comic away from Negan. Okay. So it shouldn't be soon unless they're rushing things. Or unless this is like, remember when the wolves, they said the wolves are near, but we didn't know who the wolves were? Yes. Like on all the walls, it said wolves, and there were W's on the- And W's everywhere. And it was like a half a season or almost a season before we figured out who the wolves were? Yeah. This could be a sign of this group that does this regularly. Ooh, a new group. A new group. A, a, a group much, much worse than the Saviors. What? Like crazy evil. But it, it doesn't take place for a while in the comics, and I don't know if this is just one of those, they see this and the comic book readers get it. Oh, I know what that is. So if you want to know, you can tweet at me, at David underscore Brody, and ask me, and I can tell you privately. I don't want to ruin it in the podcast. So it's like a foreshadowing, maybe. In fact, um, from what I understand, because I'm not up to that in the comics, that particular head looks like a character from the comics that we haven't seen yet. Oh. And so that may be, an, again, a nod to the comic book. Okay. But not really what we all think it might be. Okay. If you watch the show, it's just a head on a stick. Um, <laughs> you can, um, I can, I'll retweet the uh, the pictures um, uh, at, on my Twitter account, obviously retweeting, um, that somebody tweeted at me. And you guys can look at the pictures yourself and, and get an idea of, of what you think everything is. 
But they're all creepy and dark and dark hallways and a creepy cell where somebody might be locked up. Yeah, they're all black and white. They're all black and white or with a creepy filter. Like if your phone has a creepy filter. <laughs> it's a creepy filter. Th- yeah. So check out the pictures. It's more teasing. Yes. Uh, I know you don't watch the commercials, but of course there were Walking Dead commercials last night during Fear the Walking Dead. Nothing new. Yeah, I kind of saw a couple. They were kind of the really short ones. Right. The Negan is everywhere, and it's the same scenes we've seen before. Yeah. It's just, it gets me charged up. It, me too. Yeah. So I, I, it also kind of takes a little ding away from Fear the Walking Dead, because it reminds me that the other show is like... So close. So close, and so <laughs> off the charts better. And, and excuse me, not that I want to compare Fear the Walking Dead <laughs> with The Walking Dead, because you really can't compare them. One's a new show, and it's... But, boy, I can't wait for The Walking Dead. Oh, I... Except last night's episode, I was re- I really liked it. I did like it. Okay. I thought it was great. So let's talk about Pablo and Jessica. The episode starts, we don't know who either of those people are. If you're thinking it's the uh, the bride and groom, the groom's name is Oscar. So this was episode 11. I think we have four, uh, maybe four more episodes, four or five more yeah. until The Walking Dead comes back. The, it starts off with a flashback to Madison and Strand behind the bar. Now last week, we two weeks ago, we see Madison and, and Strand behind a bar he had attracted the walkers. They all fell out oh. the hotel window. They surrounded the bar, and they, they could not get out. Then last week, we see them. They're already out. But we had no idea how they got out. Right. So this is the, uh, it was like 10 minutes. They showed us behind the bar. They go under a trap door, like in a trap door, a little tunnel under the bar, and they're still kind of hungover. Yeah. Madison goes in there to run to see what she can find, and a crawling walker conveniently falls in the hole and starts crawling towards her. She kills it, calls Strand down, and they do the old walker blood on them trick. Yes, they did. Like, oh, you know that thing Nick does? Let's try that. Let's do, let's do that. Which is why in the trailer that made us look like Strand might be injured or bloody or something, it was that's what it was. He covered himself in blood, and they basically walked out through the, the walkers, and they were fine. Man, I was sweating a little bit in that scene. And I know this show calls them the infected. Ooh. I'm going to call them the walkers for the sake of the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's what I call them. Because the name so. of our podcast is not infected, detected. <laughs> it's it's inspected. No, it's it's walkers and talkers. They're in our in our world, yours and mine, they are walkers. Yes. So the infected, right. Okay. So we eventually see them rescue Alicia and Elena, which is what we saw last week. But now we see how they do it. So that, that was pretty cool. We see Nick in the village. His little girl is crying. That little girl he brought the cupcake to. He oh, almost lost his hand. Yeah. She's sad because, you know, Papa went and gave himself as dinner to the walkers. (laughs) So, you know, she's still upset. Um, Nick is talking to Alejandro. This is where Nick's drug history comes in. This was a cool scene. Now, Alejandro's a pharmacist, but he wasn't thinking like a drug addict. No. Nick knows that he made a promise to Los Muertos. Yeah. That he would give them drugs in exchange for the extra water. So it made them a promise. So he has to fulfill that promise. But they're limited on drugs, the oxy they yeah. want. So he knows that if you break up the pills into powder form and reform them to make them look like pills again, that you get a high faster, but you can make more pills because they're not as dense. Yeah. I, I think that's what the impression I got was. And then he was mixing it with um, like dry milk. Yeah, he, he put other stuff in milk. it. milk. Right, to make it look, to stretch it out, right. And so then he reformed the pills because he's an expert. And Alejandro's like, that's pretty cool. He's like, you're a pharmacist and I'm a junkie. Basically, like, we're unstoppable together. Yeah, so they made these stretched out. They cut the drugs. Like, sometimes drug dealers cut cocaine with other things to make it look more. And and, and it's not, if they find out, they're going to kill you. Oof. If they don't find out, 
you bought yourself some time. Yeah. Because maybe now 30 pills or 60 pills, and they have more pills to give them. Yeah. So I think that's going to come it's back to haunt genius, them. Though. It's genius. So they make the transaction. He and Luciana, we don't see them do that, but we know that they did it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, Madison and Strand decide... Like last week, the groom and we'll call them the wedding guests. Okay. They got the keys. Yes, they do. Right? And remember last week we saw that the bar was barricaded. And then when the guests came, uh, Alicia opened the door in the barricade and all the walkers ran yep. after them. Yep. We learned this week that it was Strand and, and Madison that barricaded that, them that did that. all in the bar. Um, she decides, she and Strand decide they're going to go talk to Oscar because they want to work together. Because who knows if they'll ever have a problem with uh, another group of people coming to take the hotel. And so um, she goes to, uh, they go to the hotel where uh, Oscar is, and they go upstairs to meet him. Madison is quite the negotiator. She is. She did a props to her. She did. She's she's taken on a lead, nice she, lead role. Yeah, she did really well. She did really well. She sort of reminded me of Maggie at the Hilltop. Like yeah. ballsy going in there and saying, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And she basically said to them, we, I, we need you. You need us. There's evil people out there in the world. You haven't seen it. You've lived here since the breakout, uh, the outbreak. You've lived in this hotel. And she's like, if they come, they're not going to ask. They're just going to take right. it. They're not going to negotiate you with right. you like I am. There's bad people. Yeah. So we need your help. Work with us. And so uh, Oscar basically says, my mother-in-law is not going to work with you um, because she's still mad at Elena. That woman needs to leave the hotel. They said if we work with you, yeah, Elena has to leave. Right, and she said she killed my daughter. Yeah. Which is not true. As Madison pointed out, the illness, the sickness killed her daughter. More mm. importantly, her husband bit her face off. So let's I was gonna say, yeah, uh, let's not blame she Elena. See her daughter's face being bit off. Yeah, first? don't you trying to blame Elena? I and, mean, seriously. And they don't know for a fact Elena locked the door. They know someone locked the door. Yeah. Elena could have run out and someone else could have locked the door. She was oh, like, she had wasn't no me. clue. I, I would have pulled it. I don't know. I left the door open. I don't know what yeah, happened. I don't know. <laughs> it was absolutely not me. Um, so Madison is like, we're going to clear the hotel of walkers. Now, a lot, most of the walkers are locked in rooms, but as we learned, they could fall off the balcony and then land and then come after them. Yes. So they realize they can't leave them in the hotel. What would you have done? Would you have left them in the hotel room? Um, like the 10, every hotel room was full of walkers. No, I, I think if we formulated a plan like they did, which was genius, I would have done what they did, even though it was super risky. Yeah, so we'll get I to was, that. I thought it was really cool what they did. That was some scene. Um, let's see. Uh, Alejandro and Nick talk about his bite. Yep. And he tells the story that we talked about because it was in the trailer for the, for this week. Basically, Alejandro says there was this guy on drugs and- They mistook him for a walker. They thought he was a walker because he was out of his mind. They threw him in with the walkers. He realized that the kid wasn't a walker and he jumped in to help him. And while he was trying to get the kid, the walkers were killing the kid. And he says a walker bit him. Now, on Talking Dead, they did a, a poll, and they said, did a walker bite him? And he's, he's, it's a miracle, and he's immune to the bite. Did a non-walker bite him? Maybe the drug addict bit him. Or is he lying? Most of the people on, on Talking Dead thought he was lying. Something is, something's up. How, how would you have voted? Uh, I think he's lying. I think he's lying. I think the kid bit him, and he knows it, or something else happened, and he knows it. Either it's an injury or a non-walker bit him. Right. As we said last week, if a walker bit him and he's immune, he's going to die because he we can't have a cure. No. So, for his sake, I hope he's lying yeah. so he can hang around a while. Well, he's kind of got that cult leader power power trip right now. So, he kind of has yeah. his followers like, oh, look, you know, there's hope. I was bitten. I'm fine. Yeah. 
Um, Nick, before he leaves to go uh, and exchange the drugs with Los Muertos, Los Muertos, he um, he plays soccer with the kids in the village. He's like, oh, I haven't played since I was a kid. He, he scores a goal. And that's when Luciana sort of looks at him like, oh, look how cool he is. Oh, he's, oh, he's kind of kind of kind and he's warm and all. Um, so before they can leave to do the drug drop, uh, this bloody guy comes running in. And I think she he was one of the two guys that followed Luciana the first time we yeah. saw her. And he's like, we found Pablo. He's in pieces. So we're like, oh, Pablo as in Pablo and Jessica. Who's Pablo? So she sort of stares off and doesn't say anything. They go for a walk to go deliver the drugs. And he says, how come you're not sad? Your boyfriend died. She goes, that wasn't my boyfriend. That was my brother. Yeah. So Pablo was her brother. And she sort of, matter of fact, you know, accepted it. Like, well, you know, he cared for me, but he's dead. My mother's dead. That's, it is what it is. And then Nick hugged her. Yeah, I thought that was sweet. And it wasn't like, I'm going to hug the pretty girl who needs a hug. He actually was genuine. He gave her a hug. Which is, you know, remember Nick, the first couple episodes? He doesn't normally show emotion like that. Yeah, he was, you know, kind of a druggy, aloof, get away from me. And he showed a lot of emotion. So did someone else on the show, which we'll we'll get to in a minute. Uh, A real kind of touching touching moment. Uh, Let's see. Alicia and her guests start killing the walkers. They're opening up the rooms one at a time. And they're, 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 they're dragging them out onto the beach after they kill them. And it looks like there's a lot of wedding guests that are helping. So uh, Madison got them to help. Yeah, they're taking her lead, which was great. And they're dragging him out to the ocean, and they're going to burn them. They were taking, like, uh, hut leaves, and they were going to put them in, like, yeah, a bonfire. Yeah, And Alicia realizes when she goes in the water, I thought something was going to grab her in the water. Me too. Oh, my God. Because yeah. Madison kept saying, Alicia, out of the water. I'm right. like, oh, my God, some, a walker's going to grab her. We're done. Right. Or how about a shark? Wouldn't that be great? Like, totally unrelated. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, out of nowhere. <laughs> Just a shark, like a zombie shark. Oh, that'd be great. She sees a sign that says Riptide, be careful. And she has a great idea, which we later realize is get the walkers into the water. And they'll be swept out. And they'll be swept out. All of them will be gone. Now, it'd be great if like they showed up later, like they low tide, they came in. I I was thinking that. I'm like, we may see some of them again. They may. It's not a foolproof plan. Well, yeah. Uh, Nick comes back from the uh, drug trade. Alejandro's very proud of him, and he gives him his own house. I saw that. His like own little cute trailer house. His own little house. trailer house. Yeah. He's like, I don't deserve this. He's like, nah, take it. You may need it in case Luciana knocks on your yeah. door later, which which, which, which she does. Happens. Uh, let's see. Oh, so uh, the 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 way to get the walkers out, Alicia's plan with Madison is to lead them out onto this long pier and walk them out into the water. So Alicia and Strand and Elena are knocking on doors, getting them riled up. Opening all the they had the, a good system going. Yeah, open all the hotel room doors, stick a spoon in the door, yep, and let them all walk out in the hallway. Yep, and she they led them. I guess they led them downstairs. Yeah, how did they get? Uh, out I don't there? know. I guess slowly led them downstairs. So Alicia brings people from one area of the hotel, uh, outside people. There were three different groups that got walkers from three different areas and led this herd. It's, it's the second time we've seen a herd on Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. First time was season finale episode one when um, Daniel brought the herd to the military post. Yeah. Which was a huge herd. So this is the second herd we've seen that I can recall. Major herd. And she's like, okay, I'm going to jump off the pier at the end of the pier and make sure you have a boat waiting for me. Yeah, and she said to Alicia, I only trust you with this. Right. So Alicia and allegedly... Alicia drove the boat like it wasn't a stunt woman. Yeah. And so they're, they're, she's banging a pot... And she's like maybe ten feet away from them, and they're like, like yeah. And so there's, th- there's like a thousand of them, and she's leading them on this pier, 
and no she's fear. I I felt like she was gonna fall over backwards. Like, oh my god! Don't you just feel like when you walk backwards, like you're yes. gonna fall, right? I can't even walk frontwards well, but definitely. <laughs> so she gets these this thousand large group herd to follow her, and there's a there's a, I guess either they cut a break in the thing or there was a break, but there's an opening in the pier, conveniently. Yes. And that's where we see Madison jump off the pier, like we saw in the trailer, and then all the walkers. Walk off the pier. That was pretty badass. Pretty badass. Yeah. And she did, I, I don't know if she did the jump, but she was in the water because they, they talked about how she had like a thin life vest under her clothing. Oh, okay. So I don't know if she did the, I'll have to look at it again, but that on, was, on, on, that on was Talking Dead, on Talking Dead, they said she did her own water stunts. Whoa. That's. So she may have made the jump. That was high. The cool thing they talked about on, on uh, Talking Dead was that the stunt men, who, all the walkers, male and female walkers, when uh, the stunt people, Usually, when they do a stunt, they would fall to land on their back. It's the water. So normally, they would fall feet first or head first. But because they were walkers, they were told some of them to fall walker style, which means just flop. Just flop. So he said a lot of them were belly flopping, and it hurt a lot of them. But it had to look real, so. It did look real. It it was kind of crazy. So Luciana, she comes and visits Nick uh, just to talk to him, see what he's up to, I guess. Oh, just to talk to him. And he's learning Spanish. Yeah. And she makes fun of his Spanish, and they talk for a while, and I think she's sort of getting the eye for him, and she starts to leave, and he says, hey, Alejandro says you, you're you reading me, you're testing me. Are you testing me with all these questions? And then she kisses him. Yep. Yep, fade to black. <laughs> fade to black. <laughs> they, uh, the, the actor and actress, well, the actress who plays, um, Denai Garcia, who plays uh, Luciana, Luciana, she was on Talking Dead, and she said that, it was very awkward. They they were sort of avoiding. They knew in the script they had a kiss. Oh. They waited the whole day, and they did it like the last thing that day was the kiss, and then they didn't talk about it. But it was a good kiss. Did, but did you notice like how when they went in for the kiss, he kind of like was choking her a little bit? No, I, I didn't. Oh, I didn't you should watch that. that. I noticed that it was a little. He was like choking her neck a little bit. That's what you went Maybe back for. Maybe that's what he's into. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, and so the episode's kind of wrapping up. Um, everyone's eating dinner at the hotel. The wedding guests are there. Man, that looked like some fancy dinner. Yeah, Elena is there. Like, they're all like... Yeah, they're all there. They're all, all there. Except Oscar. Oscar's not there. So Strand says, Who, where is he? He says, where's the honeymoon suite? So I figured he was going to either give him the honeymoon suite, because, oh, um, we skipped a part. When they went to visit Oscar and the, the uh, other hotel guests and asked for their help... As they were leaving, Oscar says, here, take the keys. Oh, I was surprised by that. He just handed them over. But I, I guess he realizes he needs their help. And they, they know how to kill the walkers, and they know the world, and they can't do it alone. Yeah. I think they were trying to make a point with Elena, but they realized this virus was the virus, and she did what she had to do. Madison was like, she did the right thing. Yeah. Anyway, so he says, "Where you know, where's the honeymoon suite? Now, I thought maybe they were going to, like, the honeymoon suite may have been made up nice, and but he went up there and knew he was there. And so they're, they're out in the hallway in the dark, and Strand is talking to Oscar, and he's talking about his wife, and he's like, I didn't think I'd ever marry her. She's too good for me. I never saw myself, you know, being able to marry her. And as the story unfolds, as they're talking, and Strand had already broken down a little bit with Madison, saying that this he'll stay at the hotel, and she's like, we can build a life. And he said to her, I had a life. I had Thomas and the compound. That I had was a my life. home. That was my home. And you kind of felt like maybe he really did love Thomas that wasn't for the money. I really did feel Even that. Even if it started out like it was for the money. Yeah, I think he really wasn't. Thomas was his his, his guy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's like, that was my life, but I'll stay here. 
So he sort of was talking to uh, Oscar in a, in a compassionate way, where Oscar was like, you know, the first thing he said to her was, "Keep your hands, stay away from her." Now we know she's dead. I had no idea that he was keeping her. Yeah, like a he basically, mo- he basically, Cecilia moment, or like the governor kept his daughter. Ooh, so I was a little shocked. So he he basically has been keeping his zombified fiance in a room, and Strand says it's not her anymore. It's not your wife. He's like, how do you know? He's like, because I, you know, I, I know, I know. I've seen it. I, I, I was in that situation. I lost the person that was important to me, and and Strand got very like teary eyed. They both were crying. Yeah, and and he, he said, look, let me help you. Let me do this for you. And and then he said, what what? And then he kind of when humanized it. He goes, what is your wife's name? Yep. And he said Jessica. Right, which we didn't know. So, so now that's we the Jessica, know it's Jessica from Pablo and Jessica. And he said, "Let me please help Jessica." Right. And it was like I think it even though it was very calm and sweet, I think that was my favorite one of my favorite moments last night. It was night. great cuz Strand really came off as human. It's very real. I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah. And the door opens and you hear her sort of in the distance at the back of the hotel room. And I was Oscar handed him the key right over. And said, "Open the door. Go ahead, yep. open the, the door to the the hotel room." And Strand just walked in, and you see him fade into the distance, yep. and the door closes. And now, I thought touching moment, but then I thought, what if she jumps him? What if, you know, it's not so easy to just kill somebody. What if, you know, a walker, what if the walker gets a jump on you? Did he have a weapon with him? Yeah, he had something he, in his he, hand. Oh, did, I thought he only had a flashlight. I'm sure he walked in with something. I'm sure he wouldn't be I think that he stupid. had that crowbar or something okay, in, his, in his hand. He can't be that stupid. No, well, we, we, so, okay, so that's how the episode ends. And then we see scenes. The scenes we see from next week, uh, we see um, a pickup truck drive by a USA this direction, Mexico that direction sign. Yep. And we know that their pickup truck was stolen, and we know Ophelia is missing. So we have to assume Ophelia is in the pickup truck. Yes. However, if you remember, last week I told you, that Ophelia tweeted... Madison. That... Um, uh, no, Mercedes. Mercedes Mason tweeted, that who, who was Ophelia, that we would find out in episode 12 what happened to her. Next week is episode 12. Yep. She's also a guest star on Talking Dead. Hmm. That doesn't mean she dies, but sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Yeah. And nobody's died this season from our main cast. No, they haven't. So, now, the episode could be all about her, like a Morgan episode... In fear, in, oh, a, in, yeah, in Walking yeah. Dead, and then she's on to talk about her coming of age, or she does something heroic, or whatever. Yeah. Or she could die. She bites it. Yeah. So, or they bite her. Yeah. Or yeah. So next week is a big Ophelia episode. That's not really a secret. That's it is what it is. Um, Nick warns Alejandro of danger. He says danger is coming. And then we see Los Muertos with guns. Yeah. My guess is they realize they got ripped off. Ooh. Or they wonder how many drugs they have, and they feel, we'll just go take the drugs. Like, at some point, you're a mob gang. Why would you keep trading your water for drugs if you can just go there and take the drugs take at gunpoint? take all the drugs, yeah. I'm not sure why they thought that was a good idea to be in business trading supplies with drugs. So, my guess is either they're pissed off. Or, they, or, they just, or they're exposed. Yeah, or they're just going to come raid the place. Yeah. Um, we see Alejandro say he's locking down La Colonia. Nobody leaves. The colony. So that could be because of the trouble. Uh, Strand is on the floor with blood on his shirt, crawling backwards on the floor. And then at some point, Alicia yells at Madison, like, you made this choice. We see that. Again, we don't know if Strand's injured or not. No. Because they lie every every trailer. Yeah. 
<laughs> Madison is yelling at some guy. We only see the back of his head. He looks like Oscar's brother, but I couldn't tell. She's yelling, "Was he safe?" Now I don't know if so. I don't know if um somebody saw Nick or Strand. I was gonna say Strand's maybe a- she, maybe she was asking Oscar was Strand safe going in that room after your zombified wife. Yeah, we don't we don't know. We don't know who she's yelling at, but she's yelling, "Was was was he safe?" And Alicia's pulling her away from wherever he's, and he seems to be locking himself in a glass room or something. Yeah. So that looked kind of weird. Um, and then we see, okay, this is a two-parter. We see a guy on the school bus that bridges the town, the col- the colony through the fence. Through the fence, the I call it the br- the bus bridge. <laughs> the bus to bridge to the walkers. There's a guy with a beard looking like he's going through the pockets of a guy laying on the floor of the bus, and we don't know what that is. No. In Talking Dead, um, Denai Garcia was on, who plays Luciana, Paul Calderon, who plays Alejandro, and Reggie Watts, who's the band leader from Late Late Show with the three guests. Did you watch it yet? No, not yet. Oh, I can't go to bed without my Talking Dead. I know. It was a little under the weather. Love Chris Hardwick. Um, They showed a sneak peek for next week, and in that, a father, a mother, and a little girl are escaping La Colonia. They're sneaking out. They, they see the old guy that was getting the placebos. Oh, the saline. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. And they there's a hole in the fence. They bend back some metal and they sneak out. And the little girl, they have a little girl with them, and she's like, why are we leaving? And he goes, it's not safe here. The mother says, it's not safe here anymore. Uh-oh. Can't stay here anymore. It's not safe. And the mother says to the little girl, they look out and they see the walkers on the other side of the fence. And he, she says, don't make any noise. Stay quiet. And it reminded me of No Way Out, Walking Dead, when... when um, Jesse tells her son, Sam, Sam, don't make any noise. I'm like, don't take kids that around. That kid was the worst. Yeah, so this little girl <laughs> was just told, don't make any noise. Yeah. The father, I believe, is the father that we saw in the scenes after the episode. He's in the bus, and he's trapped in the bus. So I think they must try to go through the bus, because the only way out is to go through the walkers. Oh, how are they going to do that? Well, I think that's the drama for next week. And we don't know why they're leaving or why it's not safe for them, but they got to go. Yeah, that no, that's so not safe. So that was that was the big the big scene. Um, I, I Chris Hardwick, by the way, at the end of uh, Talking Dead, I have to say, he said, "Look, I, I want to address one thing. It's nine eleven, and he talked about being here in New York, and what a tribute it was to the people of New York after nine eleven, the way they came together, the strength that New Yorkers showed." helping the firefighters and other first responders and the way that New York came together as a community. And he said he'll always remember that. Yeah. And as a New Yorker who lived through that and saw it, as, as you did, yep. I knew exactly what he was talking about, this amazing small-town vibe that we had in the, in the biggest city Absolutely. in our country. And it's 15 years, and he didn't forget. We always say never forget. Things like that I can never forget. But I like that the guy who I think of as the guy in Hollywood that talks about The Walking Dead every week had that connection to New York and thought to stop down the show and talk about it. So props to him. You'll watch it tonight. I wanted to play a clip, but just go and watch the episode and watch the end of it. It was great. Okay, so there's there's the emotional part of this. Yeah. Thing. I'm a little verklempt now. Yeah. A little verklempt. Uh, so anyway, um, I hope your weekend was good. It was. How was yours? It was good. It was better than uh, Jessica's or Pablo's. Oh, yeah. They're both dead. Yeah, they are. They're both dead. So there you go. Episode 23 in the can. Yep. Have a wonderful week. Have a great uh, week. I'm going on jury duty. So um, <laughs> hopefully that's uh, more. Good luck ex- with that. Yeah, hopefully it's better than being in a, a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.